I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Courtney, it's Tuesday. We're doing Empire, and I'm here to get what's mine. <laughs> Me too. I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> I I do the intros for a reason, everyone. Uh, we are doing Empire. Courtney, what were your thoughts about Empire going in? Like, what preconceived notions did you have? I guess I just knew, I kind of knew what it was, was a music business and run by this family. And I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> that's all I knew about it, I guess. Um, I'm laughing to myself because I'm three minutes into this thing. I go, is this like a hip hop version of Glee? And then you text me and you said the exact same thing. I was I like, I can't do that. It. Spontaneous singing and yeah, like out of nowhere doing numbers and stuff. I'm like, that's not a show for me. By the end, it seemed more orchestrated. Like I, the part that made me think that was the part when the brother was playing the piano and the other one was rapping. And I was like, oh, is this just going to be like, but it wasn't. I mean, most of it wasn't like that. Yeah, but at least with Glee, like I knew the songs. If this is it, like <laughs> just random songs I've never heard before, that's not going to be much fun. It's original music. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but it's original music for the show. Glee did all mm-hmm. covers. Yeah. Uh, my thought was going to be, it was going to be something like making the band but without the talent, with the emphasis on the business portion. Yeah. And then Terrence Howard's character would be like Diddy. Okay. It was coming riffing off of that and the success of like other shows. So that's kind of like what I got going into it. I didn't know it was a family thing. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I did know because even the word empire is supposed to be like, you know, a throwback to kings and queens type thing. So, you know, it's always like the family business type deal. Yeah, there's also been 10,000 commercials, so I have some notion of like what happened yeah. towards the end. <laughs> yeah. Because it was just like always on. I'm like, I'm like, who watches this show? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know anyone that watches this show. Come to uh, find I know, out. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people watch it, but I didn't know anyone that watched it. And it just like constant commercials. I'm like, guys, what is the deal with this? Well, it's funny because I noticed lately, like, as we've been going through this, we're doing a lot of Fox shows. And I was like, maybe Joe and I just never walked the fox station <laughs> like, i don't Seriously. know yeah well i watched cops on fox growing up so that's live pd now so that got replaced yeah cops is actually still on because my father is like he gets three channels so he's always watching cops but yeah live <laughs> pd is like the updated modern version of it right yeah so i'm gonna dive into some character work that i normally do we have terrence howard who plays lucius lyon he was awesome in Four Brothers. I love that movie. He was in Hustle and Flow, Crash, Iron Man, Cookie Lion, who's Taraji P. Henson. She was in Hustle and Flow too, Karate Kid, Hidden Figures. We have uh, Jamal Lyon, who's uh, Jesse Smollett. He was in Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I didn't recognize him, and I'm a huge Mighty Ducks fan. We have Vernon Turner, who is Malik Yoba, who is from Cool Runnings. Copland and Designated Survivor, which you have watched relentlessly. Yes. I'm deep diving into Designated Survivor. She has not stopped talking about Keeper Sutherland in Oh for the longest time. <laughs> oh. Ever since we did 24, I've been on like a new kick. <laughs> uh we have Rhonda, who is played by Caitlin Doubleday. She's from Nashville, waiting, accepted. Catch me if you can. Yep. Uh, Becky, the assistant. Gabernet Sadabay. She was in Precious. Yes, in American Horror Story. Yes. She's yes, a voodoo that... doll in that. She was like a human voodoo doll. What? That's crazy. Yes. 
Uh, that is my character wrap. So, Courtney, give us some background about what was happening when Empire came out. came out in 2015. It just ended this year in April 2020. The show was actually supposed to have two additional episodes, but because of COVID-19, it halted production, so they're not able to make those, at least not for now. So um, we'll talk about that a little more in detail when we do the series finale episode. And I didn't realize the show was created by Lee Daniels. He did that movie, The Butler. He did Monster's Ball. He did Precious, which she was in. So that was cool. Um, When this premiered in 2015, though, the lead-in for it was American Idol. So it had a good tie-in because that musical aspect. And Empire does that good cold open where they're in the studio and someone's just singing. So when you're going from American Idol right into that, like people obviously probably didn't turn their channel. That helps to get the viewership. And Empire was the first primetime series in almost 25 years to have its viewership increase week to week for the first five episodes. So it just kept getting like better and better and better. Um, Oh, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. From the first episode until the first season finale, viewership only grew. It went up 82%. And they hadn't seen a show do that in nearly 10 years at that point. Um, it was also the first season finale that was the highest rated since since 2005. So we're talking like a 10 year gap where shows that kind of been floating by and then this comes in and really swooped in like the viewership. Yeah, this series uh, premiere had 9.9 million viewers with 3.8 rating. 3.8 is ridiculous. Well, because you got a great lead in no matter how many years American Idol goes on. I was going to say American Idol. I don't know. The 2015, if it was as solid as it was. People still are like glued to it. I also love the idea of creating a show that you can like build some memorabilia around it. So if you're making a show about music and you're producing original songs with it, it's different from Glee because on Glee, they mostly did covers. They did very few originals on Glee. They did like all covers. But So you're not only pumping out new episodes of Empire, you're pumping out new music. So you're going to sell those records, those digital downloads. You're increasing your revenue stream like every week, basically. They even the first season soundtrack hit number one on the Billboard 200. It was actually up for a Grammy, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I looked into this a little bit because I noticed when the credits were coming up um, that Timbaland was the music producer and I looked it up and he was the music producer for the first two seasons. Um, Rodney Jerkins signed on. So I think the first couple seasons really focus on that family drama. The brothers are fighting each other. Cookie and Lucius are fighting each other. All the emotions that went along with that, the music reflected. And then season three, I could guess that maybe like they've matured a little bit. The music's going to mature because they call Timbaland's sounds for season one and two is like futuristic hip hop. And then this Jerkins guy who took over basically had the ability to write kind of catchy rhythmic tunes. He did work on Gaga's song Telephone. He did Brandy and Monica's The Boy Is Mine, Beyonce's Deja Vu. He even did Michael Jackson's Rock My World. So I'm thinking that they were probably looking for like a hit maker so that they could sell more music. Well, I liked the balance that this episode had as far as music go. You have Jamal who's doing like a smoother R&B and then you have his brother who's doing, you know, uh, you know, a much more upbeat, uh, different type of rapping. I'm really interested to see, because the music producers changed through the series, I'm interested to see how the music shifts from the first episode to the last episode that we're going to watch. Well, this episode begins, uh, we have Lucius in the studio with an artist named Veronica. He's trying to tell her to show more emotion and to think of like when her brother died. You don't know if he's like being mean or like trying to pull the yeah. best out of her. So it's like you ride like this weird line while watching it and while he's having flashbacks of him having you know medical diagnosis and stuff lucius lion is i cannot think of a more slick 
powerful name for a main character to like run an empire like the name like strikes like a little fear in your heart yeah you got to go with the alliteration but just like lucius is close to lucifer lion fierce animal you're getting the best of both worlds of that one I love it. You mean why on the other side you have Cookie? Yeah. Who couldn't be more different. Yeah, they picked out. They were you good. Like I, mean? I couldn't get the, the kids' names, eh, I could give a shit. But those two names, I was like, that was some good like thinking on those two. Meanwhile, on the other side you have Keem, who's the youngest, you know, fame hungry rapper, and Jamal, who's like a talented singer and musician, who as we figure out is like the brain behind Hakeem. Yeah. And then this is exactly the part where I texted you. Is, is yeah, this it was the part that made me think <laughs> because of it's like, too. I don't like Because this. it's so, like, Glee always did this thing where everything sounds. I love that show, but sounded overproduced in a way like they weren't singing because they're not singing live. And that's what that part felt like to me. And I was like, I wish it was a little more like just singing off the cuff. Yeah, it was, it, I think it was just to show you like lifestyle background stuff that goes along with it because they'll we'll have a club scene later and we'll have like appearances and other stuff that they have to do in order to you know maintain the empire as we find out you know right after this is that the empire is now uh empire entertainment is officially publicly traded company on the new york stock exchange which is a huge step uh and lucius starts to have this inner dialogue and inner battle with himself about who he's going to take over because as we find out later in the episode, he's diagnosed with ALS, which as of now is an incurable disease. um, And it causes you to to physically break down. Yeah. I actually, um, I was shocked when it was ALS. I figured it's going to be like a brain tumor or something that gets removed halfway through or something. But when they said ALS, I really didn't expect it because it's such a debilitating disease. I, um, I work with individuals with ALS. Um, and, and when she said three years, it's right because typically you only get about two to five years. It's heartbreaking. And so when she said that it was, it was a pretty accurate assessment. It starts affecting your motor functions, your consumption, everything. Like typically you end up in like in a motorized wheelchair. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm super, super sad about it, but I'm also really interested to see how it progresses over the show, because I have to imagine there's a storytelling reason that they would choose ALS to be like his affliction. Yeah, well, you know, we had the Ice Bucket Challenge. We had a lot of things going on to raise awareness for ALS. And I would like to think that this is another thing to to raise more awareness to try to find a cure. So the Ice Bucket Challenge started in 2014 um, and this came out in 2015. So you got to think they're still riding that wave. Right. Very timely for that. You know, I like in this part, too, but, you know, when he starts the inner dialogue about him being sick, he's also kind of telling his backstory, you know, his rough upbringing, he started selling drugs at nine years old. I mean, that's shocking, right? Uh, living in Philadelphia, it was kind of like he was on the heels of the early days of hip hop, which is really, I'm, I was interested to see more about his background. Yeah, I really like the the scene, which comes later when they're just hit like a normal family eating at the dinner table before it goes awry. And we'll talk about that. But yeah. like, just kind of that background to, to him and what it was like before he has this he has these like nice scarves all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> I things. wrote so many times about the scarves. I go dig on Lucius's outfit with the turtleneck and the scarf. And then I would like, every time it would come on, be like, I like that one too. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, they, they did a great job. You know, wardrobe department, I did a great job on this. Cause I was like, you know, not only is that actual things that people would actually wear, but it's very fashion forward and yeah. they all have their individualistic style. 
yeah. that matches their personality. And it's still super professional, but it's it's bringing like that modern twist into it. So I can imagine this is the kind of show where it's like music is at the forefront, but fashion is kind of also like right behind it. Yeah, it's just layers upon layers of, of pop culture and, you know, references of where we are. So he pulls all the sons together in one room, but he doesn't just come out and say it. I think it's hard for him because yeah. he doesn't want to tell people he's dying. He's like, hey, one of you guys got to step up as we find out because Akeem is kind of sitting there with his feet on the table. Just kind of he's the youngest. He grew up in privilege. He wasn't alive when the other two brothers were, you know, when they were struggling. He hasn't he hasn't been through that. You have Andre, who's obviously the most put together. And then you have Jamal, who's kind of the black sheep of the family, because, you know, we find out that he's homosexual and he has this distance, you know, distant relationship with his father. Yeah, I, I echo what you say, because that little scene where we haven't really gotten to know them yet kind of really tells a lot. And they each have their own little interesting personality, you know, putting his feet on the table. It's like, oh, he's the little punk. You know what I mean? And then when Jamal talked, he just seemed really introverted and he seemed all about making the music, even from that scene earlier, like when they were kind of, the brothers were kind of like working off each other. And then the third one is so focused on the business that I almost thought, is he not their blood brother? Because I almost thought maybe that he was like a step or a half brother because it seemed weird to me that he didn't automatically just turn it over to Andre because obviously he was the older one. He's focused on the business. I, I, but I, I mean, but they are, they're all full brothers. I, as I figured out as the show went on, but I just thought it was weird in that part. I was always like, he doesn't quite fit in this family. Yeah. Well, as you see, he took the head of the table. Yeah. You kind of, you, you got this, this weird setting as it sets up like what's going to happen and like these personalities that are going to come out. Uh, And then we find out that uh, cookie, is getting released from prison after 17 years. 17 years is a long fucking time. Long yeah. time. She waltzes out with a full face of makeup, lashes like a rabbit skin. <laughs> Even her kids like, what the hell are you How wearing? does that still fit after 17 years? I, oh, Cookie's in great shape. <laughs> I'm just she saying, just in cookie. general. She goes right to Jamal's place because you had to think that she had the tightest connection with him. Yeah. He's the only one that visited her if you picked up on the dialogue because the oldest one said, sorry, I never came to visit. And then the youngest one was a baby and he never saw her. So um, Jamal was the only one that ever went and visited her. Even like Lucius barely went in. Yeah, he like went in place of Lucius. He's like, oh, daddy isn't visiting today. It's me. And she like immediately picks up that he's homosexual and that they're dating and all this stuff. And I love like, she's just so bold and bold in, in, about it. And she picks up on things very quick. She reads people very quick. She said when he visited as a little child, he's, she's like, you're different. Like she knew back then that he was going to be gay. And he even, you know, he seems like the most authentic one too. It's, it's the middle child thing. They each have this different role that we talked about, but the middle child is always just a little bit different than the And rest. she kind of just always supported about like who he is when you have Lucius trying to toughen him up. And one scene that I wanted to talk about, which happens later, but we'll talk about it now since we're, is that he wears uh, a scarf around his head and a pair of high heels and Lucius throws him in the garbage. Oh. God, that was Outside. like a rough scene. That was a rough that scene. That scene is actually based off of a real incident that happened to Lee Daniels. Um, and when shooting the scene, Daniels gets so choked up. His sister, who was also there, had to step in and direct what was happening um, because she was there when it happened. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was... Um, 
I knew it was gonna, I knew, I figured he's gonna go upstairs and like, I don't know, spank him or something because the whole family like got super awkward. But when he threw him in the trash, I was like, oh. And at one point, they're referencing Jamal when Lucius and Cookie are talking. He goes, I never wanted him anyway. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is this because he's gay or is he gonna turn out not to be like his real kid or something? Like, awful no it's, it's because he's gay I, I i was reading some like synopsis stuff oh, okay so you have <laughs> cookie just yelling up the window y'all better have an elevator my feet are hurting because <laughs> yeah. she always hasn't worn heels in like quite some time 17 years so it's pretty funny big prison sentence she's she says something about when she goes and finally like sees lucius next she basically is like well i stole that 400 K and I and it turns out from drug dealing so i was like wow like because she goes i was a dope dealer which I don't know if she means weed or heroin because I was like 17 years is a long time. They slap you with 50 bucks if you got weed now, you know, like, I don't know. No, it's not, it's not weed. It's probably like cocaine. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So she enters the office, uh, confronts Lucius, who ref- refuses to give her half of the company and um, the head of A&R, which is just kind of talent relations. They were trying to go back and forth. Yep. But Lucius's girlfriend is now the head of A&R. So Lucius is in this like weird position. 17 years of not seeing your the person you're married to you know what i mean or not talking to them it's very very strange yeah like no divorce papers were filed no nothing so they technically still married you divorced me when i was in there but i'm like like could that go down i yeah i guess of course it could right but I, i guess it had to have based off like the story but they didn't really dive into that, and I feel like they should have. Like, because well, they're gonna write why... I bet ya. Yeah, oh, obviously. Happened. I mean, she's girlfriend didn't even talk. <laughs> I guess it's just like they're setting up for eventually. You find out more and more information each episode to get you yeah. hooked about like why she went to jail and stuff like that. <laughs> when she went to the youngest kids, I almost lost it when she whooped his ass with the. Oh my god, he was. He goes. What you want a metal bitch? And she starts fucking beating him with like the broom or whatever. I was like, that's what that little shit deserves. He's always acting like a punk. Yeah. And like I said, he he didn't grow up with her, has always lived in like luxury and under his dad's wing and being like the talent. Right. You know what I mean? Like he yeah, he just there's no he's not humble. Not at all. There's no like not you at know. all. And he yeah. it's funny when he goes and sees Lucius after, he goes, I see you met your mama. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) that was awesome. Uh, And he and Lucius in that next scene when they go to the nightclub and he sees him, he actually defends Cookie. But I almost wonder if there's some guilt to him, which I'll get to my like prediction later. And obviously still like some unrequited feelings for Cookie because he was so quick to like, like by the end they were bonding again, you know? Yeah, you, you don't quite know their dynamic yet because obviously it's not to a point where he would just get her escorted out. Right. He like he'll listen to her, yeah. Even if she's threatening, so it's it, there's like a dynamic there that we haven't quite, uh, you know. He's got some you know, shit on him, and there's some some lovey dovey still. And I got yeah, I have some some thoughts. The next day, uh, Cookie spots uh, Bunky's car outside, and he fell asleep eating a sandwich. <laughs> you can tell that she has this relationship with with all these people, and she's kind of gathering her cards. Yeah. You know, it's 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 that thing you can't go home again, right? Like she's coming back. She's got to go see all these people and see like where the chips have kind of fallen with each of them and who, you know, who is going to be on her side and cuz she's got she's got she knows some shit about all of them, you know. Yeah. And I just feel like she she's the mom. 
of the of yeah. the group. Like she's the she was part of the glue that held everything together as Lucius was putting out his album that eventually made him famous. She's got a lot of instincts too, which I'll talk a little bit later about what I think happens in regards to her, but I think her instincts have gotten her far. Um they didn't keep her out of prison, of course, but I got a theory on that too. I'm curious about something with the oldest son and her. Are is it just like do you think that he just See, I almost questioned myself. I wrote down a few things here because I was like, wait, is Cookie his mom? I'm thinking like maybe, you know, Lucius had a relationship with somebody else prior, but no, Cookie's his mom. So do you think like they just had him young because he's got this weird dynamic with her where you think like if I'm the oldest one, my mom's went away. I'm the one who's bonded with her the most, but he's also got this like conniving nature. So I'm not really sure what his thing is. Well, you got to think as the older brother, if something like this happens, your father isn't exactly the best parent in the world. Yeah. He might have had to take on some of those duties and then resentful for his mother not being there to help him. So he has a little bit of, you know, seated anger against her is the way the psychology I tried to look at him. It's like he feels entitled because of all of everything he's done for the family. Like he, he feels like he's entitled it, to it because... I've put in the work. I'm the oldest. I, you know, help raise my brothers. I help be the background. Yeah. I think that though the bro- the other brothers have a stronger connection, they're the ones with the musical talent. So like Lucius automatically looks at them like a little more like himself. Whereas, you know, Andre is more like the financial guy. You know, he's got that side to him. So I think maybe he, even though he's not the middle child and like Jamal feels like the black sheep, Andre may actually end up being the bigger black sheep in this because he, he's not a singer. He's not part of the family business in that sense. He's not talent, right? He's a money guy, so that's all he cares about. And he doesn't. He doesn't obviously have like emotional connections to them because he's he's gonna he's gonna pin the brothers against one another, potentially ruin their relationship. He's trying to play cookie so he can get a leg up on the competition. It's weird, like that. He must not have some kind of emotional piece to them, but he's the one who is in the family the most and the whole family dynamic. So it's, it's strange to me. Yeah. And like to them, Hakeem is the only one that doesn't have something that they can nitpick. And that's, you know, that's purposeful. So with cookie in this, in the back of her mind, she tries to blackmail Lucius about the $400,000 in drug money um, by saying, you'll be taken off the New York stock exchange if they find out where your seed money came from. So she's like, give me Jamal. This is that scene that you were referring to earlier. She goes, give me Jamal. And he goes, all right, I never wanted him anyways. And she's yeah. like, I know. She's so tough. I love it. She goes She goes to the one guy. She goes, tell me to shut up again, bitch. And then she calls the other one a two-faced bastard. Like, she, she's a tough cookie. Pun intended. Yeah. And the next scene we have, uh, Hakeem performs right there in the studio. Lucius praises him for his performance, but he doesn't praise Jamal for his help. And then Jamal's like, you want to know, fuck you. I'm going to go and he's like, mom, I want you to manage me, but only if I come out as gay. Let's talk about that song that Jamal made, that good enough song when they're doing the flashbacks of Lucius putting him in the trash and he's singing that song. Like that was a good ass song. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next scene that they, they perform that. And it, it's like a, a tribute to, you know, not being good enough for Lucius and showing him that like kind of saying that he can be everything that he wants to be and that he's kind of just going to do it his own now and he's going to take a different route and i think that's freeing for him it, it, now that he can finally be himself and feel comfortable in his own shoes and now that he has cookie he has a family member he can rely on he must have felt so alone for all the years that she's been gone because 
I mean, Hakeem is obviously super tight with him, but he's a few years younger than him. And then the oldest one, like, doesn't give a shit. The father practically disowns him. You know what I mean? He finally has someone in his corner. And she said the thing where she's like, you know, the only people that hear your music are like Berkeley college students. And it's like, yeah, he's doing, he's doing music for the right reasons. Whereas everybody else is doing it to like get rich. And he is the only one with true love and emotion for it. So it seems he's got to be feeling lonely. Absolutely. So I'm typing because when Bunky comes back to Lucius, I type, I don't really care about the Bunky line story very much. And I was getting ready to type like what I thought was going to happen next. Then he took out the gum and shoot him. I go, oh, fuck. Like, he just blew him away. Like, Amazon, I'm like typing this out because I was like, I didn't see that coming at all. No, I kind of had it in mind. I knew that he he might kill him. One, because of where they were. That's what struck me first. And then I started thinking, two, he's going to be dead in three years. It's going to take longer to come up with a murder investigation. Right. They're not going to be able to pen him for murder. He's going to be dead. But he might as well just start cleaning up his own shit. Oh. You're on to something big, I think. Yeah, so I figured that that's why he does it. I thought maybe it's going to be a lot of family drama, which I think it still will be. But I almost wonder if we're going to have this whole like criminal side going. You know what I mean? Like all the stuff from the past is resurfacing, and he's got to take care of it one by one by one. Yeah, there's gonna, I there's always going to be people attacking the empire. Now that you're putting in that reference, yeah, you know, there's always going to be uh, enemies and and certain things and rivals, rival current musicians, and sometimes the stuff does happen in real life, especially a music business because you know when you're an actor you're getting different gigs. Yeah, you're going and, and, tra- and competing with people for different roles. But I think when you're in music, it's so hard to stay on top. You know, because when you think about top 10 or the billboard, there's only so many songs. You always got to be climbing and putting out new stuff or you fade into oblivion. So I can imagine a lot of that sparks those rivalries. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of wrapping up the episode there. I thought it was pretty good initial episode. Yeah. You had drama. You had Fashion. a lot of different things. I felt like it wasn't too much. It was like just enough. They let you kind of play it out on your own too. I'm sure this is going to kind of go down a melodramatic road, but I like that there wasn't a super lot of melodrama. And like, I like that they were just regular people before, like having the family dinner and they've built their way up. I have... I like that as a storyline more as opposed to just, you know, some of those like shows you see and they're just vapid people who've always been rich. I love this, like, you know, coming from a rougher upbringing, building your way up, all the people that have come along with you. And it's like some have fallen behind, some have kept along with you. So, yeah, I I thought it was the perfect amount of stuff, too. I would watch the show for sure. I mean, we're gonna have to ruin it for ourselves now, but I enjoyed it. And I have some interesting predictions. Hit me up with those predictions. Prediction time. All right. A couple things. I got a little, I got like three different categories. The first one is I made a prediction and then I looked up to see if I would, if that one worked out because I I won't find out. I thought that Andre would be named a successor of the end of season one because he had like the shadier side. He was going to do underhanded things. So I thought like he would be named as successor and then he would cause some drama that would kind of propel you into season two and then eventually like get booted from the company. Um, because I think like Hakeem was so young and eventually I think they have to like kill Jamal off because of different things that scandal that we'll talk about in the next episode. But I was wrong. After in season one, Lucius names Jamal as successor of the Empire at the end of the first season. So I was already wrong on that, but I'm interested to see how that played out. I bet at some point it's revealed 
that this is what I was referencing earlier, that Lucius had something to do with Cookie going to prison and unbeknownst to her. Like, I feel like maybe they're going to be on the road to getting back together. And then somehow it's found out that back in the day, like he made a deal or something to the police so that she did the time. And that's going to kind of spark new drama for them. I think that had they gotten to do the very last two episodes that Lucius would die at the very end. But because they haven't gotten to do that, I think that he's still going to be alive when we watch the series finale, but he's going to be um, probably on the path to making amends with his family and kind of setting things right with his business. And I'm hoping that that means that cookie will be the one who finally takes over the empire because I think it was her vision that really got it off the ground originally. And she just had the misfortune to end up in prison. I think she's got the right attitude for it. I think she wants to do it for the right reasons. And she's been the one who's always accepting of her children. She stood by her man. Um, I don't think she has that murderous streak that Lucius has. I think she more or less got caught up in drug dealing as a way to make money, but she really doesn't have that criminal mentality. So I think the empire should truly be hers. All right. Commercials ruined it for me. Um, so we are going to have cookie in charge at the end. You do think that? Or you yeah, know? because there was like commercials of her behind Lucius's desk. Okay, okay. I I could have sworn in the commercials he either died, or went to prison, or like, and then he wasn't dead. I think he does go to prison at some point, but I think yeah. Karen Howard's in all the episodes, which makes me think he hasn't, he doesn't die. Oh, I didn't even look at the episode numbers. I usually do. Damn it! All right, so I have Hakeem. Uh, he's too privileged, too young, too immature. You have Andre who is slightly evil, probably going to get in trouble for money laundering or doing something very fucking stupid. For sure. Like he's going to do something stupid or shady and it's going to have to do with his, his wife or girlfriend is going to make him do it because he can't think for himself. You have Jamal who is going to take over at some point, which spoiler is you ruined it for me. Um, Only season one. Because, I don't know beyond that. <laughs> he's down to earth. There was a part where he was sitting there talking to Becky, the assistant, just having a normal conversation and like yeah. he's humble. Like they were friends. Yeah, he's humble. He is in the music for the you know right reasons, and he will ultimately put out like a better music. But I have a feeling that there's going to be like someone they're going to sign who's going to try to take or like up themselves over the family, and that's going to cause a lot of like hesitation. Yeah, because well, the thing is, I didn't mind spoiling that because you know Jamal's not going to be in the end. Because of all the scandal that happened. Yeah, and I'm pissed about that. Like, what a dumbass. Because he was going to have a great arc yeah. in this. Yes, I think he probably gets a pretty good storyline. But when we talk about it in the next episode, yeah, I'm kind of pissed because I was into his character too. And I'm like, well, I know he's not going to be in the end. Yeah, me too. I didn't know he was the Mighty Ducks guy either. And yeah. that really disappoints me. I got him and I got Goldberg. Yeah, that Gold- fucking Goldberg's out there doing drugs and getting arrested. Yeah, Goldberg keeps getting arrested. Like, it's like shit. Uh, yeah, Joshua Jackson, the only one still holding up things up. We love you. Um, but that pisses me off because I think he was uh, Cookie's my number one, obviously. But I really enjoyed him as a character. So yeah, what a disappointment. Yep, and you always got to watch out for like lawyers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of shady characters. You're right. As you get, you made. You said something that I didn't even think of. As you get more musicians that you're signing and stuff, they're going to have their own agendas and motivations that's going to kind of like mess with things. Yeah, because your label, you have to diversify your label. You can't just have like, you can't have two A's that carry you through the whole thing. You have to have like an A, B, C and have, you know, differential in music and stuff like that. So they're going to introduce characters. There'll probably be like a, an evil of the season 
that they'll have to conquer. Ooh. Or are they evil themselves? Yeah, true. Very true. They're they're probably gonna turn on each other. That's a given. <laughs> With family business. I know. Go hand in hand. You're not supposed I, to do that. You're right. You never go into business with family. I hope that Cookie stays herself. Like, I hope that it doesn't go to her head because I think she's, I still think she's the most down to earth besides Jamal. Yeah. Well, she's also had 17 years away from this to figure out a plan to how to get back in. So she's yeah. going to be ruthless. But I love her character, how sassy and straight up she is. And like, she reads people like a book. And that's going to come into play when people try to lie to her, or take advantage of the Empire. She'll be able to see through that. I think I see myself in her because she's um, she's easy to relate to. Like, I can't relate to Lucius Lyon. I think he's awesome, but I can't relate to him. So I like that she's a little more like raw, and, you know. Did you ever see Four Brothers? With Marky Mark? No. He has that same sort of tough guy attitude he has in, in this show. And I'm here for it because I love that movie. It's such a good movie. I really, really like Lucius as a character too because there's something behind those eyes that he's hiding, right? It's it's his background. It's the things he's done, but also like maybe what he's done even behind the family's back that they don't know about. Yeah, because he said the business is not his. Yeah. He doesn't own 50% of the business. No. That's weird. Yeah. Takes a, everything takes a cut. Like he basically just sold his soul to get this. Well, and what it's, you say about gets... the name Lucius? Think about it. Yeah. You know? It's just well, it's such a minimal... How much he actually have to give up? And also, he might not have had the rights to do so. And if you see his... I mean, obviously, his style evolves. But even, like, when um, when the one guy comes in with the gun in his house, it's like, he's just, like, sitting there in, like, silk pajamas and stuff. Like, even in the privacy of your own home, like, he's let that take over his entire life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you recommend this to other people? I would recommend this uh, for folks that are into the music scene. Uh, it's not light, heavy. It's like a heavy later show to watch, you know, at night. It's not really something you just watch in the background during yeah. the day. So, it's your primetime um, melodrama. It's like, it's like, um, it's like a modern Melrose place. You know, there's going to be some, some shit that doesn't happen in your everyday life, but it's exciting to watch. Yeah. What do you think? Would you recommend it? Oh, hundred percent. I really liked this. I really, really liked it. I've actually kind of more into these characters than I have been for some of the other shows that we watch. Even the assistant, when she goes to him, she's at the beginning when she's like telling him about his appointments and Lucius is walking ahead of her. She's like, I'm back here. Like she's got like a little like attitude. Like she, yeah. there's somebody, there's good characteristics that they all have that I think that's kind of what I really enjoyed about it. Yeah. Great cast. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some of them we've seen before, some of them we haven't seen that's all you can really ask for is like a nice balance. Absolutely. Right. So that is going to wrap Empire. Come back Thursday to find out Cookie's in charge. What the hell happened? Why isn't Fox giving everyone the last two episodes? Aww. Which is horseshit. Um, I would be very pissed off if I was a fan, to say the I'm least. I'm so intrigued to see what happens because of that, though. Like, I'm real, I'm real anxious for it. Or just release a script or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give a little synopsis after. Like when we did Carnival and, and the writer said like what he would have done next. That would be nice. Thanks again. Join us Thursday. We're out of here. Mm -hmm.